reaching Israel and the world and the world. Shalom Ahuvim. Ahuvim is Hebrew for beloved ones. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. To begin with, Cynthia and I just want to give a big shout out, a big todah, a big thank you to all of you that are supporting this ministry. Because of you, millions of lives have been touched, rescued, and saved through the love of God, through the preaching of His Word. Yes. Cynthia Marjorie, today we're in a series that we're calling Israel's Purpose for today. Israel now, what's Israel's role in the present plan of God on planet Earth? Right. You know, so many Christian people honor Israel as it relates to Israel's purpose historically in the past, but at the same time, they don't comprehend that Israel still has a unique role to play today and into the future. Right, I know. When I grew up, I grew up in a, in a wonderful Lutheran home where I learned about the love of God and it was beautiful, learned so many of the stories of the Bible. But it wasn't until uh, we got married and I really started delving into the Jewish roots of the faith and all of a sudden, scriptures were popping up from the, the pages that revealed how Israel is significant to the plan of God, what's going to happen in the future, and it's how it's that Israel's the apple of God's eye. So it's exciting to learn more and to get more in tune with God's plan. Amen. What is God's plan for Israel right now? This is an important question. And I wanna let that question really sink in because I'm not asking what was God's plan for Israel back in the days when the Bible was written. I'm not asking how important Israel was in the Old Testament. What I'm asking, beloved ones, is how important is Israel, both the nation and the people of Israel, right now, today, and going into the future? You see, many of us have spiritualized God's call upon Israel. We think somehow that the promises that once pertained to Israel now are simply given to the church. Some of us have been convinced through osmosis that since the Jewish people, by and large, rejected Yeshua, that somehow now the promises that God once made to them no longer belong to them, but now they're simply the inheritance of the, of, of the church. I want to examine that proposition today. Myself being Jewish, the Lord even had to wake me up in terms of how important Israel is to him today. What I mean by that is this. Some years back, probably 15, 20 years ago, I really wanted to go to Israel. I, I was planning on going, but I didn't feel that I could afford it at the time. During this time of wanting to go to Israel, but feeling I couldn't afford it, I had an encounter with the Lord one night. And on this particular night, I found myself in a vision of the night, looking down at planet Earth from outer space, much like you would see pictures from a space shuttle or that an astronaut would take when they're out in space. You know, they get off the Earth and the Earth becomes smaller, 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 and eventually they can look down upon the entire planet from outer space. 
Still seeing the oceans and the bodies of water and different areas of the earth that are more green than others. That's what I saw. I saw earth from outer space, the entire planet. On top of the globe, on top of the earth, in this vision of the night, beloved one, was a pillar, a round sphere that extended off the top of the earth up into what I'm describing as heavenly places, way up into space, both physically, but also I felt a spiritual glory. This pillar, once again, is extending off the planet, up into the heavens, and on top of this sphere, on top of this sphere that extended from the earth into the heavenly realm was Israel. And I felt the glory of God. The Lord showed me in that vision of the night that Israel was connected to his heart like no other geographical place on the planet. It stunned me to realize how exalted Israel was on the earth in God's heart. The role of Israel is not just something that was, it's something that is in God's heart and in the plan of redemption. As a result of that marked experience, I immediately made plans to go to Israel for my first time. And I don't even know how many times I've been there anymore. I stopped counting. You see, Israel is not just a place that was important. It's a place that is just as important today. And you're going to see, it's going to stun you how important Israel and the Jewish people are to God's plan that, it, that, that connects to you. If you're a Gentile, it has relevance for you in the future. Hear what I just said. I said, you're going to be stunned when we understand more fully the role that Israel has now and in the future and how Israel's role will affect and bless you. You see, many don't understand how God's purpose for Israel will result in blessing for the entire world. In a few moments, I'm going to begin to walk you through some scriptures. And one of the scriptures that we're going to get to, if not today on our broadcast, when we pick up on this series, is that God said, if the Gentile was blessed when Israel rejected the gospel, how much more will the Gentile be blessed when Israel receives the gospel? Paul said, it's going to be life from the dead for you. So we're going to get to that, but I'm getting ahead of myself. And so... I have a friend to illustrate my point that so many of us don't realize how important Israel is to, to the heart of God and to us, to the Gentile church as well. To illustrate this, I have a friend in ministry that oftentimes uh, 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 makes product available to the people that are in connection with his ministry. And he shared with me that when he offers products on healing, the products they sell right off the shelf, if he offers products on how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, products go right off the shelf. But when he offers products on Israel and the importance of standing with Israel, oftentimes very, very few people respond. You see, the church oftentimes does not understand how the fulfillment of Israel's destiny will result in life from the dead for the entire planet. 
And my purpose in this series is to help bring us all into a greater revelation of this and coming into a greater revelation of this, that we will stand with God's purpose for Israel in the earth because the Lord needs the church to be a beacon that is standing with Israel because Jesus said he will not return until there is a critical mass of Jewish people that are calling out Baruch HaBa Beshem Adonai, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Church, did you hear what I just said? Yeshua will not return until there's a critical mass of Jewish people that have come to faith in him and are calling out to him to return. So before we get into many of the scriptures that I'm gonna walk through with you today, I wanna first of all talk about one other note. Many times people in the church are taught that once again, the blessing that was once on Israel has now been transferred to the church. They've spiritualized the place of Israel. Many even look down on Israel. They say that the Jewish people, because they did not believe Jesus, they no longer have a relationship with God and all the promises that were once made to Israel now have been taken away from Israel and given to the church. Many of you know that that's called replacement theology. It's a huge error. I want you to consider something with me. Many of us know the Lord's Prayer, oftentimes called the Disciples' Prayer as well, in the book of Matthew, where Jesus taught us how to pray. And he said, when you pray, pray in this way. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's listen again. Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this way. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, the physical earth as it is in heaven. The story of Anna and her coming to Jesus is such an amazing salvation. Anna was a Jewish woman who was a recent Russian immigrant to Israel. And she attended one of our outreach events where Rabbi was ministering the gospel to Jewish people in Israel. And I remember as Rabbi began to give the altar call at the end of his message, Anna's face began to well up with tears. You could see the convicting power of the Holy Spirit all over her. It was truly, truly special. We interviewed her afterwards and I remember her telling the story of how the day before she had gotten mad and cussed out someone at a coffee shop because her coffee was too hot. But this day she was a broken woman before the Lord and she was truly being convicted and saved by the power of God. What's really amazing though, is when we visited the next year to do another outreach event, 
Anna had to be there. She came and she showed up and she came up on the stage and she testified about how God had saved her the year before so other Jews would know about the saving power of Jesus. And Anna's story is such an inspiration. She went from being convicted and saved to giving back and volunteering at our outreach for other people to get saved. And so we thank God for Anna's salvation. Beloved, thank you for taking time to watch the broadcast today. I truly am honored. I want to ask you, if you're being blessed by this ministry, to consider becoming a monthly partner with me if you're not already. Beloved, I know you want to see two things happening. You want to personally be blessed, and secondly, you want to know that this ministry is helping other people around the globe. All I can tell you is we receive thousands of testimonies every month from all over the world of people that are getting saved and whose lives are being changed. So once again, will you prayerfully consider today becoming a monthly partner with us if you're not already? Thank you. Think this through for me. When we're speaking about the kingdom coming to earth as it is in heaven, what we're actually praying for is the theocratic governmental reign of the God of Israel through Jesus on the earth. When we say thy kingdom come, what we're actually praying for is the government of God to reign upon the planet. The, pro the prophetic writings speak much about this time when the lion will lay down with the lamb, when everyone will live in peace, where there'll be no more weapons of war, that righteousness and justice will reign on the planet, that the creator of the universe that created humankind, that created the trees, the butterflies, the plants, the bees, the giraffes, the hippos, the creator of all that we experience on this planet is going to break into the earth and the planet that he created and he's gonna take up his rightful place and reign. Right now we have mass chaos and anarchy because the creator is not exerting his full sovereignty into the earth, but he's not gonna let it go on like this forever. Soon, Yeshua will manifest into the earth, first being made visible at the Mount of Olives in Israel, and then the government of Yahweh will extend all around the planet, and the king will take his rightful place. So when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, what we're actually praying for, beloved ones, is the reign of Yahweh God on planet Earth. And the scriptures have much to say about what it's going to look like when the Creator is reigning on the planet. The scriptures tell us, number one, that at His manifestation, the place that will first be hit by it is Israel. In fact, the Bible says that the Mount of Olives will split this is the same place that Yeshua ascended to heaven from, we read in the book of Acts chapter one. That the same place that Yeshua ascended to heaven from, the Mount of Olives, is gonna be the place on the earth's atmosphere that's gonna be first hit with his coming. And when he comes, the scripture says, the word will go forth from Zion, from Israel, and it will cover the entire planet, even as the waters cover the sea. So when we're praying the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, what we're actually praying is for the governmental reign of the Lord on earth, which will be from Jerusalem. 
The Lord tells us that in that day that he sets up his throne on the planet, he will reign from Israel. And the Bible says, and any that are left from all the nations that stood with him will go from year to year to Israel, to Jerusalem, to worship him during the Feast of Tabernacles. So I want you to understand, this is a Jewish thing. And we want the Lord to return. I want you to understand that when he does return, you're going to experience a very, very Jewish thing. That's why he's going to set up the capital city in Israel, the new Jerusalem that we read about in the book of Revelation chapter 21. And the gates of New Jerusalem during the theocratic reign of God upon the earth, the gates of New Jerusalem, John tells us in the book of Revelation, will be inscribed with the 12 tribes of Israel. Capital city, if you're a Gentile listening to me today, Yeshua has now returned to the planet. He's reigning from Israel. He's reigning from the capital city, New Jerusalem. And the gates of this capital city will be inscribed with what? The names of the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 Jewish apostles. So we need to get in harmony with the heart of God. Paul said God has not rejected his people. The gift and call of God upon Israel, the scripture says, is irrevocable. So you and I want to get into alignment with God's heart. Now, I am not defending every action that the nation of Israel takes. Neither am I defending the behavior of every individual Jew. Because it's not about humankind. It's about God's call. You see, the gift and call of God are irrevocable. And it's not about the deeds that we have done in righteousness, but it's about his mercy. So I'm, I am not defending every action that Israel has ever taken. Neither am I once again defending the personality traits or the behavioral patterns or the decisions that every single Jewish person has made. The Jewish people are uniquely gifted people. And sometimes their gifts and talents have been used for incredible good on the planet. At other times, perhaps, gifts and talents have been used that resulted in some would argue, harm to people. But there's no denying that there is something very unique and powerful and special upon the Jewish people and upon the nation of Israel. And so what we're going to be doing here, beloved, in today's broadcast and in the other uh, episodes in this series, is we're going to be looking at the scriptures in relationship to what they teach about Israel. Now, let me make this comment before I walk us through the portion of the Word of God that I want to go to today. The nation of Israel that was birthed in 1948, when the nation was born again in a day, modern Israel, still looks very much different than what Israel is going to look like when their God is fully reigning through it. In fact... When the nation of Israel became a state again in 1948, there was a big argument as to whether they can include the name God in the Declaration of Independence because so many of these pioneers and these forerunners the, 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 that is associated with the Zionistic movement that was responsible in large measure for the rebirth of the nation in 1948, many of these founders 
were atheists. And so there was a big debate as the nation was being birthed in 1948 as to whether they could even include the name God in the Declaration of Independence. And so they compromised and they simply referred to the Lord as the Rock of Israel. And so I'm simply saying that the nation as it stands today still looks very much different than what it's going to look like at Yeshua's return. He is going to completely recreate and redefine what Israel looks like. This is why many in the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community don't even support the modern state of Israel. They say that the modern state of Israel is the result of man's effort, and it's not the result of the prophecies being fulfilled, because they say the prophecies will only be fulfilled when Messiah comes. Now, personally, I support the modern state of Israel today, but I also believe that it's going to look far different at Yeshua's return, and he's going to recreate it. It's going to look like what the prophets said it should look like. Let's begin today, as we go into the Word of God, by looking at Yeshua's words in Matthew 23, verse 39. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord abides forever. I want to set up the context for you. Yeshua is speaking with his disciples, and by and large, the nation has rejected him. Jesus got into further discussion about the temple. And he said to, to the Jewish people, he said, because you didn't recognize the time of your visitation, he said, not one stone will be left standing upon the other, referring to the grandeur of the great temple that stood there. He prophesied its destruction. And he said it was because they didn't recognize the time of their visitation. And then he further went on and he said this, for I say to you, from now on, you will not see me until you say, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, Jesus is saying, I'm about to ascend to heaven. You won't be able to see me. And in fact, you're not going to see me until you're calling out for me to return. Just as John spoke about in the book of Revelation at the very end, he said, may the spirit and the bride say come. And a key element to Yeshua's return is the Jewish remnant that has received the Messiah, Yeshua, calling out for him to return. Now, as I continue this series, we're going to be going to the book of Romans. I'm just going to speak one word here from Romans chapter 9, beginning in verse number 1. Listen what Paul said, the great Jewish apostle Shaul. He said, I'm telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites. Paul is going to go through three chapters, Romans 9, 10, and 11, talking about his burden for Israel. What we're going to find is the book of Romans is not just about how to get saved. The book of Romans reveals to us God's ongoing present passion for Israel and how important their coming to faith is in the Lord's overall plan of redemption. 
May God give us all a heart for his first covenant people. May we come into agreement with the scriptures. May we comfort his people and may we stand in the place of prayer and intercession for their salvation. Father, we pray right now that you would bring to fullness the outcome of your redemption plan and that all Israel would be saved according to your word. Shalom Aleichem, peace to you. Thank you for standing with Israel and thank you for standing with me. We have an interesting verse in the book of Galatians, chapter number six, verse six. It says this, the one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. In other words, the Lord ordained that those that are preaching the gospel and teaching his word, those ministries should be supported by the ones that are receiving. I wanna thank all of you that have sown financial seed into discovering the Jewish Jesus. What you're doing is a biblical thing and it's in alignment with God's plan. If there's those today that are being blessed by the ministry, that are being blessed by my teaching, I would simply ask you, would you open your heart? And if you feel the Lord leading you, uh, nudging you to make a financial offering to him through discovering the Jewish Jesus to fulfill his word in Galatians 6, 6, I would just encourage you, be obedient to him. You'll be blessed. This is Rabbi Schneider. I love you. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers chapter six, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yavah Vayishmarecha Ya'er Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Yisa Yahweh Penavelecha Ve'asem the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. 
authentic, straightforward, and uncompromising. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Has God's purpose for Israel changed? Join Rabbi as he teaches us how God perceives Israel in the next episode of Discovering the Jewish Jesus.